Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 61 of Be With Me. The title of today is Believe in Yourself, dot, 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 or not. Now, the Gospel of John, one of its big themes is belief. The Greek word is pisteo. I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. It means belief or entrusting, and we're going to see it twice in today's passage. So we're just off the point where Jesus has zeal for his father's house. He cleans out the temple. He's in Jerusalem for the Passover, and then this happens. John chapter 2, verse 23. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name, many pisteoed in his name, many entrusted in his name when they saw the signs that he was doing. So that's all good news. Rainbows and puppies. Jesus is here. People are believing him in, in him. But then verse 24. But Jesus, on his part, did not entrust himself to them. He did not, pisteo, believe, entrust himself to people because he knew all people and needed no one to bear witness about man, for he himself knew what was in man. So a little compare and contrast here. We have people pisteoing, believing, entrusting in Jesus, but Jesus not believing or entrusting himself to man. Now, why is that? So we kind of come at this with a posture of a believe in yourself. There's all kinds of songs about it. It's a, it's a posture of sinlessness where we say to the Lord, hey, what's there to fix? What's there to consider? Well, let, let's go to the Bible and see what he says about this. Uh, there's just all kinds of convicting verses about the heart of man. Let me just, uh, I'll start with Jeremiah 17.9. The heart is deceitful and above all things, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? That's disturbing. In fact, it says the wound we have, the spiritual wound we have, the heart wound we have is fatal. For thus says the Lord, your hurt is incurable and your wound is grievous. The wound of our heart, the posture of our heart is desperately wicked. It's grievous. It's just, it, it is as if we're sitting there and the, there's an old Monty Python movie and the guy gets his arm cut off and the guy says, oh, it's only a flesh wound. It's just the, the funny part about that is just the difference between the reality and the perception. And it's the same thing here is we're saying, oh, we're man, the heart of man is pretty, pretty good. It's not, it's not fatal. And the Lord says, no, it can't be fundamentally relied on. And practically in the first page of the Bible, all the way back in Genesis chapter six, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. But then the Lord says, never again will I curse the ground because of man, for the intention of man's heart is evil from his, from his youth. And then, uh, oh, just, there's just all kinds of them. Then Psalm, Psalm 4, one of, or Psalm 10, 4, in the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. There is no room for God. So the natural part of this is, is that if we believe that the heart of man is basically good, then we don't make room for God. So we're sitting here with a fatal wound saying, no, no, it's not fatal. Our heart can be funnily relied upon when Jesus knows it, it, it can't. Uh, 
And then we don't have room for God. So the elephant in the room is that someone doesn't know the heart of man. So it's either God or it's man. It's as if mankind was given a test, a little quiz, and it only has two questions on it. One is, man is basically, and then a blank. And most people would say, man is basically good. And then the second question is, man knows the answer to question number one, true or false? And the second answer would be, oh, true. So the so our worldview is wrong. That's the answer to question number one is wrong. And we do it with confidence. And so this passage in our Gospel of John today talks about this. So if you were God and just stumbled upon a people that you, you know, let's say God just showed up to a planet, we had already occupied this planet, and and the choice is you can, God, you can be Lord of this people, or you can just run for the hills. Now, if I was God and I knew what Jesus knows in John chapter 2, verses 23 through 25, because he knows all people, he knows what's in the heart of man. If I was God, I think I would just run for the hills. But that's not the good news of the gospel. And that is that God, knowing all of this, doesn't run for the hills. We're sinful and we don't know it. He knows we're sinful and in a sense has a choice whether to destroy us or not show up. But the good news in this is that God doesn't run. So the truth of the passage is God doesn't come to entrust to us. He comes to save us. He comes on a rescue mission. The point is, is that we are to entrust ourselves to him why? Because we're sinful and practically, and we don't know it very well. But we need a rescuer. Our wound is fatal. So we need someone to come and help us. So Jesus doesn't come to trust us. We're the ones that are supposed to trust him. And the good news is he makes himself available for it. So he helps us with our messed up worldview. He helps us with our sin after that. So Jesus, on his part, does not entrust himself to them because he knew all people and needed no one to bear witness about man, for he himself knew what was in man. So he doesn't come to entrust to us. He comes to save us and allow us to trust in him. Thank you for listening. Thanks for the good news.